Um, I say to my mates in Australia, I'm like, you know, when it comes to alcohol, there is nothing united about the States of America. It really is a very complex system. It's a legacy of, of post-prohibition. Welcome to the Startup CPG podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Freitag. Today, we have a bonus episode for you to celebrate the launch of the alcohol channel in the Startup CPG Slack. We realize that alcohol brands face many unique challenges and very different regulations. And now that we have over 10,000 community members, we wanted to dedicate a space just for emerging alcohol brands. In the Startup CPG Slack, you can now go to the all channels on the sidebar and then join the new hashtag alcohol underscore brands. And what better way to celebrate this channel launch than with an interview with one of our earliest Startup CPG community members, Donna Katz, founder of G's Dry Hard Ginger Beer. G's won a Shelfie Award last year and was a Shelfie Award finalist the year prior. I am personally obsessed with all the flavors of G's from the original to the seasonal toddy. It's a revolutionary product that I cannot get enough of. In this episode, Donna shares about starting G's, how creating and selling an alcoholic beverage is unique, and exciting retail expansions with independent stores plus Target and Safeway. Don and I recorded this episode in December 2022, and you may notice my audio isn't as crisp as normal. This day of recording was the inciting incident for a platform switch-up, actually. But Donna's audio is great, and this was one of those conversations that just left me smiling and feeling inspired by Donna's infectious energy and attitude. Plus, drinking G's hard ginger beer also left me feeling awesome, so double win. Now let's hear from Donna. Hi, Donna. Welcome to the show today. I am so excited to have you here. Oh, I really love the fact that you reached out. Thank you. Yeah, and I, you know, it's afternoon on a Friday, so I've got my Wild One Dry Hard Ginger Beer right here with me, which is the skew that won the Shelfie Award. So, and I'm I'm a huge fan already. I cannot wait to try the other flavors, and I'll keep everyone updated. I am. I love ginger. Um, just in general. And so I love ginger beer and getting to try your product. I'm like, this is everything I ever wanted ginger beer to be like you figured it out. So it's so such an honor to get to meet you and talk more with you. So you know, how are you doing? Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks again. Yeah, I'm, I'm ace. Um, can't complain getting excited for the holiday season. Um, and we're just about to release our new seasonal as well. And things are uh, things are all right. Awesome. Well, if you could start out, you know, tell us a little bit about the products and then we'll talk about, you know, the story. Yeah, sure. So we're, we're a, a California brand that, uh, cl- that crafts clean beverage alcohol. Um, our beverages are vibrant and aromatic and tasty and refreshing without any added sugars or sweeteners. And they're both ready to drink and ready to mix. Um, and the way we look at G's is that you know, ginger beer is a $1.6 billion household category here in the United States. And it's uh, it's lacked a bit of innovation in our opinion. And so we're looking at reinventing a familiar household category. And we are actually first to market with a, a line of ginger-based beverage alcohol where every can of G's is fermented to dry. Um, and that means that there's no remaining sugars. We don't add any sugars or sweeteners, no erythritol or stevia, no, no artificial ingredients. Um, our 4.5% ABV cans are only 87 calories and We choose organic first for our 100% real fruits, botanicals, uh, and spices. Um, And uh, like I say, they're just they're enchantingly aromatic. They're beautifully delicious. They're warming and ginger at the back of the palate, and they just make you feel good. Yeah. 
Oh, they they really do. And tell us about this the seasonal, which I'm so excited to try. But uh, but yeah, tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, so the seasonal is called toddy. Um, it is a play on the hot toddy. Um, so it's fermented with ginger, lemon, cinnamon, and honey. And we utilize this magic of fermentation where sugar converts to alcohol. And the awesome thing about that is, is that you you still get these wonderful aromatics and flavor profiles of all of these real ingredients, but without the sugars. So the honey, for instance, you'll smell the honeysuckle. You'll taste the the honey itself, but without the sweetness of the honey. And so all of our ginger beers that are fermented dry includes the honey as well. And so it's kind of like getting your cake and eating it all at the same time because you get all of the flavor, the real ingredients, the vibrancy, the aromatics, but it doesn't come with the sugar. So it really is the magic of fermentation. Um, and it's just, it's got the warm, like the, the cinnamon and the ginger have this wonderful way of like intertwining. So you know that you've got both of these sort of warming and spice characteristics. You almost don't know where one ends and the other starts. And they just, they're both warming, but they're both really delightful on the palate and their and their sort of their memorability and the length. The lemon just gives it a little bit of that lift that you're looking for. And it just all comes together. And um, I just, and I love mixing it with with a rye or a bourbon to truly make it like a, a, a play on the toddy. But yeah, really thrilled with the way it turned out. We used a local California uh, honey in that uh, in the blend as well. So yeah, it's uh, it's exciting to see it come to market. Amazing. Well, yeah, I would love if you could share with us some of the story behind, you know, why did you start G's Hard Ginger Beer? Like, yeah, tell us more about the origins. Yeah, sure. So obviously I'm not from the United States. Uh, I uh, I'm Australian. I felt particularly down under this morning. That's why I wore my Australia T-shirt. Uh, I moved to California in 2013, and in 2014, I started dry farming a small block of grapevines organically by hand and making a restrained-style wine. And it was farming the land that really opened my eyes to what it means to care for the land and work with real ingredients and winemaking that piqued my interest on the nutritious side of fermentation. I specifically started fermenting ginger for my own gut health. I forage locally where we live here in, in the North Bay in Napa Valley in California and everything grows so wonderfully, you know, abundantly here as well that I was combining foraged and seasonal ingredients in these ginger fermentations and I was just blown away at the quality of the beverage reminiscent of enjoying a glass of wine where you pour the glass, the aromatics come out, they enliven the senses, you get that mouthfeel, that palate, that taste and then there's a length and a structure in the palate and that just was that was completely reminiscent and I was like oh wow no remaining sugar and only real ingredients and then the Australian in me was like well why isn't there any alcohol? in these clean and tasty beverages. And that's where I saw a really wonderful opportunity to bring a compelling new beverage to market and create a, a better for you category um, whilst being an elevating mixer for cocktails. And so that's kind of how it all got underway. That's amazing. And you were mentioning to me before we started recording that the art is uh, has a specific inspiration. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So I'm in, I'm incredibly inspired by poster art, vintage poster art, be it food and beverage, music, uh, movie, um, and I'm I especially love live music. And every time I go to a gig, or I will collect the poster from that gig, uh, most notably Pearl Jam and, and Eddie Vedder, and and it's taken on all of these. All this poster art has taken on influence to me for our labels. So uh, our labels all take on a theme of of vintage vintage poster art. Uh, our latest toddy, which I have here, is uh, is influenced by vintage ski posters. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, wild one that you've got in your hands is influenced by by a vintage Tahoe poster. Mm-hmm. Um, we do. We've got Sunny Vibes, which is passion fruit, orange, and sea salt. That's been influenced by vintage posters from surf of you know surf posters from Hawaii and and Australia. Um, all day, which is really like a backyard uh, a backyard scene, mid century poolside. So they all have some level of influence. Uh, Stormy that we did last year is influenced off of a Pearl Jam touring poster. So yeah, it's uh, it's fun. It's exciting. It's passion. It's what I love, and it just gives another level of a, a you know, like it's it gets a, it's a bit more intimate in some ways. It gives a, a little like a lot of additional life. Yeah, it's amazing. I. I really love the branding and the art. It's just gorgeous. So I was so excited when you told me the the vintage poster connection and oh, it's just so cool. It makes you feel so excited before you've even cracked open the can and taken a sip and it kind of sets the tone and the and the mood. And so I I love that extra element because sometimes, you know, you'll see like ginger beer, the kind of commodity version will just be like the world's most boring can or whatever. And you you just, you know, you don't even look at it. You stop looking at it because it's not interesting in any way. And this is this is incredible. So oh I, I really love that. Yeah, thank you. It's all part of the innovation. You know, innovation for me has been around product and ingredients and quality, but it's also around the packaging and the feel and the look and feeling like you have a connection in some way, shape, or form. And um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 an exciting time to be in this part of the fastest growing beverage alcohol segment of ready to drink and especially in this sort of better for you beverage alcohol space. It's a hot, you know, it's a hot part of the business to be in right now. And and I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, it, I will say not necessarily the coolest kid on the block four years ago with this type of of beverage and fermentation, but, you know, I love it. And I continue to do all my own R&D and product development here in my kitchen and and translate it to, to scale. And, and it's just really exciting to, to work, you know, to hear what people love about it and why they love it and to work on new things and, and you know, become a compelling brand. Yeah. And it sounds, how long did it take you to like figure out the right balance of like creating a, you know, an alcohol version of the product? Like, what did it look like to figure out like, you know, the right, the right mix of everything? Was it you experimenting at home in the kitchen? Like, how long well, did that take to fight to just like nail it? I It, it was 17 months of full-time R&D and startup between kind of idea and getting some of these fermentations underway. Um, to my first commercial production. And it was really around dialing it in and trial and error. And I don't come from a beverage background or a CPG background. So I literally was, you know, starting from scratch and I had bottle explosions as I'm figuring out what, you know, carbon, you know, like what, what, what bottle conditioning means. And, you know, you just had to literally go through all of that. And my biggest learning in you know, my first commercial group, I didn't even know that raw ingredients didn't scale linear. Like that's how much of a learning curve I was in. And so when I went and put our first brew to, to tank, I I scaled everything linear. There was so much ginger in there. It was like, blew my head off. It's like, wow, yes, raw ingredients don't scale linear. <laughs> I'm so silly now, but at the time, I'm like, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. How would you know and, and until you try? Yeah, exactly. So it was fun, things like that. But it was a long process. You know, beverage alcohol is another layer of complexity with the laws and the compliance and finding a, a brewer that was that was open to doing something unorthodox in the craft world and this is and this is pre hard seltzer boom and and pre specialty beverage alcohol really sort of taking a bit more of a 
of a you know a front row and and so it was a lot to navigate but um you know it was it's it's all been pretty exciting along the way and I'm grateful to have obviously had some people and communities that have helped support and especially startup CPG and so that's it's not lost on me it's very meaningful that's awesome how did you find startup CPG yeah I actually met Daniel at a naturally Bay Area event oh that's that amazing out. yeah yeah, when he was still living here, obviously. Yeah. And it was just before COVID, like two months, maybe three months. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been in the, you're kind of an OG member then. That's okay. like, yeah, yeah, I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was great. And he was telling me what he was doing and his vision. And I'm just like, wow, this is really, this, this is really cool. It's like, yeah, it's, this community needs more, you know, innovators at his level, what he's doing and the leadership of, of what he was doing and the way that he, the way that Startup CPG has brought the CPG community together online during, you know, during COVID and now bringing people together again in the real world, it's inspiring and it's, um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity for people across all levels of the CPG world. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so cool. And um, I'm also curious since you know, I'm not as familiar with alcoholic beverages. I'm I'm curious if you could share a little bit about some of the challenges specific to that as far as like regulations that you face with either shipping or, you know, getting into stores. Like I'm curious about how that works. Yeah. So the ABC, which is the Alcohol Beverage Control, which is part of the TTP, which is a, you know, a federal body, it's they have laws and, and governance that is state by state. And so what you do, what we're allowed to do here in California might be different from what's allowed in, in, in other states. And so then there's complexities across borders as well. And you need licenses to be able to play in every state and they all have different things. But what is the most kind of uh, governing is this three-tier system, which basically says that I, as a beverage alcohol supplier, must go through a distributor to sell to a retailer who then sells to a consumer. And so there are these, you know, you have to go through this. California works a little bit differently in that I can sell to a retailer as a supplier, but most states can't even sell a supplier direct to a retailer. They have to go through the distributor. And so you're working with some of those complexities. You're also working with some complexities of with certain licenses, you can't sell direct to a consumer. And, you know, so there's a lot of nuances there and a lot of compliance there. And it's a regulatory risk that I must admit that I was not completely you know, aware of going into this project, but it's it's a different it's a different path. It's a different lane that you're dealing with than versus a straight CPG and food and 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 beverage that's that's non-alcoholic. And um, I say to my mates in Australia, I'm like, you know, when it comes to alcohol, there is nothing united about the states of America. It really is a very complex system. It's a legacy of of post prohibition, um, and and it, and it involves a lot of money to understand how to, you know, be compliant and stay compliant and deal with all these licensing. So everyone's got their challenges. Doesn't matter if it's alcohol, not alcohol, food, beverage, frozen, supply, whatever it is. And and this is one of ours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That sounds definitely tricky to to navigate. I'm also like, are there any other stories that stand out to you from from building this so far that, you know, have stuck with you? Um yeah, stories, not personal. I mean, there's been a lot of learnings along the way where you go, oh, wow, that makes sense now, <laughs> you know, and um, just experiences of, like I say, like going through needing to figure out that like things explode if you don't, you know, and that's more the the sort of learning, um, learnings and, uh, and, and I would say that 
you know, trying to surround yourself, ourselves with good people. Um, that's what it's mostly about. And, you know, I'm a big believer that it's not about who gets the biggest slice of the pie. It's about how we can all make our pies bigger. And, and I think we can. And um, I love hearing about other people's journeys and, and stories and hopefully learning from that and equally passing some of those learnings along. And um, so, yeah, a specific story doesn't come to mind other than just some anecdotal things of, I guess, learnings. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's great. And you basically just embodied the whole spirit of Startup CPG there, talking about that, you know, that we're all we're all on the same team. We're all working toward better products, better food systems. Um, and so, and that's why I love this industry compared to other industries I've worked in is everyone seems so much more ready to collaborate and talk. And how do we work together? Even though you may even be direct competitors, but we're like, we're all wanting to share and work together. And I love that, that spirit. And that's why I love Startup CBG because I just think members like yourself, you, you see it all the time where we're all working together and it, it's very uh, team focus. And I like that versus the the competitive cards close to the chest kind of, you know, attitude where it, it's, it's stressful being like, oh, can I share this or, you know, or, uh, or that person won't talk to me or whatever. And oh, of course, there's always going to be a little bit of that, but there's generally just the spirit of the industry and, and of sort of PBG is so cool to be a part of. Yeah, it really is. And nobody wins when you're all kind of just super competitive like that and not looking out for each other. And, and that's that's the part of what I've loved as well about being amongst this community. And, you know, there's still some isolating times where you, as a sole founder, where you're just like, wow, you know, I didn't think it was necessarily going to be this hard all the time. But like then the Australian is like, you know what, shit shouldn't be so hard and just like take a deep breath and, and you find and navigate your way through. And then you, you know, you put your hand up or you ask someone amongst the community and people are willing to help and, and they are gracious with it time as time constraint as we all are people are still gracious with their time and and that's always you know it's just warming it's heartwarming to know that that's generally how the community feels yeah that's so cool well what should we be looking out for in 2023 for G's and then also like what's top of mind for you as well yeah so for us um, next year we'll we'll have more innovation and and bring some other cool seasonals into the market uh, that's probably the most sort of you know every every season we like to do something different and exciting um, and innovative and we get some really great feedback from that so um, so that's cool and you know for us this is still an education and it's educating people around what fermentation is and how sugar does convert to alcohol and how you can have and work with real ingredients. And, and you know, when I mean, we look at the ginger beers that are in the market right now and they range between, you know, for a 12-ounce can, they range between 20 and 30 grams of sugar per can. That's 8 to 10 cubes of sugar. And it's really understand, it's like educating people to say you can have a flavorful and really quality beverage and, and or cocktail experience and occasion and enjoy it without having all of the crap in it. And and so it's just, it's you know, we're, we're really keen on educating people more. And, and it's not so much educating like, oh my God, we're the experts and we're telling you. It's like, hey, we want to be transparent and, and let you know what we're doing and how we're doing it and help you understand that there are better and cleaner options if you would like them. You can, you know, they're they're out there, whether they're our beverage or other people's products, and how to do that is still challenging. And as a small brand that's trying to scale and build, and but that's you know that's key for us. And we just get, yeah, love people reaching out and asking us questions and um, wanting to engage, and um, we're here for that as well. Yeah, oh, that's that's super awesome. Um, and do you 
where do you plan, you know, are you focused on expanding in a lot of different channels or what does it look like? Are you in, you know, focusing on like a certain part of natural retail or uh, specialty alcohol? What does that look like getting the product on shelves? Where are you focusing? Yeah, we, you know, the the, the, the go-to-market strategy has, you know, out of the gates for me as, you know, a sole, sole founder aspect of it was very much into the independent retail, um, the better for you, the natural chains and grocers. And we do over-index in, in that world and we want to saturate that more now. We're concentrating our efforts on saturating the California market before we look to, you know, broaden our, broaden ourselves and go, we don't want to spread ourselves too thin too fast. Um, and there's a lot of this market to still saturate. We, we're now seeing this crossover from independent retail into chain as, you know, consumers are now looking for more quality over over quantity. Um, we are in, in Target stores in, in California, in Northern California, and we're just onboarding with Safeway now as well. So it's really interesting to see that the consumer demand for better for you is crossing over from independent retail into this sort of more conventional and chain. And, and so we're going to, you know, we'll be looking down to growing both of those, those paths um, and to, you know, hopefully scale through those relationships and partnerships. And so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what's on the cards. Um, for us and, and and being at loads of festivals and demos and you know liquid to lips is a thing and and we know we can convert consumers we just we know like we've had so many people that taste our beverages and go oh my god I didn't realize that like a ginger beverage could taste like that like how like it really there's no sugar and nothing out of fit wow you know like and so the more engagement we can have that's what we want to spend more time and getting as close to the consumer as possible yeah that's incredible and that's so cool to have the targets and safeways of the world too of like getting into those other channels oh that's so exciting and i know like i'm just to be able to see a product like this available at those kind of stores like oh that's i mean that's so exciting because this is what i'm looking for as a consumer you know is, is this kind of innovation and so that's so cool just give me the goosebumps too you know because it's none of this is lost on me i'm i'm so i'm so humbly proud you know to see how this is, and it's, as we all know, it's hard, it's hard. It's hard to be an entrepreneur and a founder. It's hard to, to unlock the keys to this, you know, to the, these next levels of what, what this growth looks like. And we're still super early stage, but it's just exciting to know that there's so much opportunity and possibility and people are, are open to it and they're responding to it. We want to listen and, and grow with what, you know, with what that is. I mean, we're all consumers ourselves too, right? And so to walk into a Target and see a big stack display or in a shelf, it's just like, oh my God, I, wow, I did that. I did that. You know, like it's, it's really very cool. And yeah. it's not lost on me and having those opportunities to grow with some of these chains is is it's uh you know i'm just the, the, the and sometimes it feels like the little red engine that can is just just chuffing away pretty happily right now that's amazing <laughs> a long, long way to go we're just scratching the surface and that's that's where i got that's where i keep my feet on the ground and and nurture the relationships that i very much value yeah well where can people follow along and find you you know what's your website you know maybe social media handle to make sure that people can can keep up with the news yeah, cool. Thank you. It's uh, we're we're at GS Ginger Beer. So G for ginger, S for Sam. GS Ginger Beer is our Instagram handle, and gsgingerbeer.com is is our website. I am open to people reaching out to me direct. I'm Donna at GS Ginger Beer. Um, D O N N A. That is. 
Um, and so, yeah, with with pleasure, please do reach out and um, check us out and follow along and, and look for us or ask us where you can find G's and get it into your hands. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. It was so wonderful oh, to get to hear yeah. hear more. Oh, my gosh. And I'm, I will keep everyone posted getting to try your other flavors, but I'm serious. I'm a huge, a huge fan. I just think your product's incredible. I love what you're doing and just really can't wait to keep following along and, and cheer you on. So thank you so much. Thank you, Jesse. That's really sweet of me. Thank you. Thank you for listening in today. I'm so honored you joined me for this conversation and I love hearing from you all with feedback, suggestions, or if you just want to say hi at podcast at startupcpg.com or you can find me on LinkedIn. If you liked this episode, we'd love for you to share it with a friend or colleague, subscribe so you don't miss future episodes, and maybe even leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you aren't yet in our Slack community of founders and experts, we'd love to see you there. You can get the free invite at startupcpg.com and find all our other awesome resources there like webinars, databases, the blog, the magazine, and virtual and in-person events. And if you found yourself rocking out to our intro and outro music, which I do every single time, make sure to check out the Super Fantastics on Spotify. It's the band of our startup CPG founder, Daniel Scharf. I'm Jesse Freitag, your host and producer. And on behalf of the whole team at Startup CPG, thank you for being here and see you next week.